0: Hey, welcome to Braves Country.
1: On this week's episode of Braves Country, we focus on the Allman Brothers Band and the Big House Museum in historic Macon, Georgia. In 1969, the Allman Brothers Band, as founders of what became known as Southern Rock, changed the course of popular American music and turned Macon into the recording hotbed of the 70s. The band was formed by brothers Dwayne Allman, Greg Allman, Dickie Betts, Barry Oakley, Butch Trucks, and of course, J-Mo their second drummer and the big house museum is an amazing place to visit it was the house where members of the band crew friends and families lived until about 1973 and it was the gathering place in those early years when the magic that is the Almond brothers was just beginning to take shape and we're here now to discuss the Almond brothers and the big house today with the director of the big house museum mr. Richard Brent welcome to the Braves Country Buddy, Podcast. what's up Richard.
2: Well, hey, thanks for having me guys
3: you brought a very special artifact to talk about and to celebrate the almond brothers with us and this is That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country, also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar. Best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994. Located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's.
0: A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall.
3: You brought a very special artifact to talk about and to celebrate the Allman brothers with us. And this is Dwayne Allman's Les Paul, his Gibson Les Paul gold topped guitar.
2: <laughs> yes, it's a nineteen fifty seven gold top les paul uh, better known as the Layla guitar. Buddy. Uh, yeah. I gotta tell you, man,
3: um I don't I don't think anybody who enjoys good music. Doesn't understand what uh, that guitar represents.
2: Yeah, it's a real uh, piece of rock and roll history there, and it's got a whole lot of good mojo inside of it for sure.
3: I'm, I'm surprised like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame hadn't come at y'all. I'm sure, I, mean, I bet they have actually.
2: Yeah, we've we've got a great relationship with them and other museums as well, and uh, you know we trade artifacts back and forth, loan each other stuff, or or we actually we loan them. You know, then I have to fight to get it back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the gold top was a unique thing. You know, the the original owner was a gentleman by the name of uh, Scott Lamar who found the guitar uh, back in 1977 and kind of resurrected it, if you will. And uh, you know, and he's just was was a, a, a great guy, still is. And um, and um, so yeah, he just really wanted it to be where it deserved to be, and that's the the mecca for all Alma Brothers fans, the Big House. There you go.
1: And because you brought uh, Dwayne Auburn... Dr- And because you brought Dwayne Almond's Gibson Les Paul Goldtop guitar up here, which we really appreciate, um, we also invited another artist uh, with Macon, Georgia Roots. Mr. Adam Smith is here. And Adam is a respected music and documentary photographer. And uh, Adam's going to take some photos here in the studio. And then we got a big surprise for you guys. We're going to go over to the Braves dugout at Truist Park and uh, watch Adam Smith take a historic photograph of uh, Dwayne Almond's 1957 guitar with the atlanta braves 2021 world series trophy two golden symbols of worldwide Let's success go. <laughs> That's
3: going to be fun right two of my favorite things the allman brothers and the atlanta braves <laughs> that's right and and both symbols of uh
1: the south winning on a world stage so it's big stuff adam thank you for being here man appreciate it i appreciate y'all having me
3: yeah man rocking that braves hat. i like it the yep. old 74 throwback nice
1: work and you know we're going to talk with adam smith on an upcoming episode and dive into his incredible work he Tug, he has documented the blues like nobody else, and it's a uh, important stuff that he does. Heck yeah! Um, and uh, but but let's talk to these guys first about their sports affiliations before we move on here. I want to know. Uh, Richard, I know you told me backstage in Macon that you're a big Braves fan, but you're from Oklahoma originally, right? So, no. you're you're an o, are you, why are you an OU fan or something
2: like that? What's the deal? No, no, I'm from Virginia. Okay, but I'm an Oklahoma fan. Well, okay. hang on, a minute. Okay. How does that
1: work? How did that work?
2: I mean, that, that's like that's like, uh, that's like some government
3: math or something. that ain't it. adding up.
2: Well, what? you know, uh, the only I was a little kid and somebody, you know, just just like I do, somebody just gave me a jacket. It happened to be an Oklahoma jacket. So, you know, the old school. Yeah, uh, kind of satin, satin feel with oh, yeah. the white white rings on the <laughs> yeah. cuff and snap button. It was and so awesome. Man, I wore that thing too. It was just shreds, you yeah. know. And so I just kind of inherited the team that way, you okay. know what I mean? And uh, so yeah, and um, and then I actually started out. As, <laughs> I know y'all y'all going to kill me, but I started out as a St. Louis Cardinals fans back when. Uh, they had like Jack Clark and yeah. you know Pendleton and Willie McGee. No, oh, yeah, and, and man. Ozzie oh Smith, my gosh, that, that When Ozzie and, was turning backflips yeah, yeah, in the infield. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Look, they won't allow us to kill you, but you know what? I, I don't think I'd even kill you for that because that's a, that was a yeah. good – man, the Cardinals. Will.
2: Cardinals yeah. are legendary. Yeah, that was a great team. But when I got to college, uh, I sp- you got right with the Lord. Yes, I did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, praise man, I there's it. this channel called <laughs> TBS. Man. That's, right. that's all we got that's in West Virginia, and the super station. They fixed you up. That's right. Oh, a whole summer. I did a uh I did a whole uh trying to get ahead of my credits a little bit, did a summer school session and and, and me and my, my roommate his name is Stuart Brown. We're from the same hometown and we were college roommates and uh that's all we did the whole summer is just watch Braves Games. Now what do you and, think about OU joining the SEC? How
1: do you feel about that?
2: I think it's a great move. I'm a little nervous for them, um, but I think I think it's gonna help the SEC. I think it's gonna, you know, certainly uh uh bring a, a, a new style to What's kind of you know, uh, as as, uh, to shake up the SEC tradition tradition a little bit, I guess is what I'm trying to say, Um, because Oklahoma's more of a with their spread offense running gun style stuff you know uh we'll see what happens but, yeah
3: no i think it'll i think it'll be interesting as well now uh lincoln riley that's a cuss word ain't it
2: pretty much yeah <laughs> and, i mean that'd be like swearing to like your mom satan or something. these days <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly right man <laughs> no <Nah>, but <laughs> i mean with getting brent Venables was huge you know yeah. and obviously yeah. his he has ties to oklahoma and and uh so I'm I'm pleased with the, with the hire and, and right. I expect great things I from think him. Y'all
4: stole our uh, offensive coordinator. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now <laughs>
1: Adam Smith, when you say y'all, I know you're a baseball nut and you love the Bravos, but you're also you're talk when you say y'all, you're talking about Ole Miss, isn't that right? I am. I, I hotty went totty. to undergrad, hotty toddy. I went to undergrad mm-hmm. at
4: Ole Miss and uh, never looked back. I'm a huge football and baseball fan of theirs. I don't think I miss one of their uh, college baseball uh, games, and we are number two in the nation
3: right now. That's exactly right, and it's interesting that uh, that you bring that up because uh, some dear friends of ours, uh, two families, both have daughters that have gone to uh, celebrate down at the Grove, mm-hmm. and uh, we are actually going to take a family road trip in a couple weeks to uh, down to Oxford and, and see a uh, an Ole Miss baseball game because I'm a huge Huge college baseball fan. I mean, obviously love the Braves. I can watch – it doesn't matter to me, man. I can watch little kids that will hit the ball run to third mm-hmm. and love it just as much as I love watching the Braves. I just love baseball, but – uh, I'm a Georgia fan through and through Born and Raised Here, but I cannot wait to go see a game you're because it's be a different a, experience. You're they going say.
4: to be in for a serious treat. It is, um, it's amazing. Beautiful field. Uh, the outfield, of course, in right field, you got the student section that does the famous beer showers yes. for the I've home runs. But in left field – Can't wait to experience that. That's my have, favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a bunch of friends, and it's almost like a mini grove. Uh, they're they're cooking yeah. out, uh tailgating, out, tailgating, and you can Light. bring a – cooler full of beer just in there uh or two if you need to yeah and just as long as there's no glass in the uh in the cooler but uh it's it's an amazing experience
3: i love it now are you are you from mississippi i'm not i'm actually from macon georgia you're from macon but Mm -hmm. uh yeah all right stay right there make sure there we go but uh, but I see, I mean, the, the passion runs, man, that's serious right True. there when you get it tattooed. It's you the got only the old tattoo st- I got. And it's the state <laughs> of wait, Mississippi. Wait, wait, there's a tattoo involved? Over. Look, at oh, there. look at there. the state <laughs> of Mississippi. Oh, now, my now. wife
4: got got a couple of beers of me one night, and we walked across the uh, street and got this tattoo. So. I love it. I, look, I love the dedication.
3: <laughs> and much like I was talking about the cuss word to, uh, to uh, or at least in regards to uh, Lincoln Riley, I bet I could say, you know, like, I don't know, Mississippi State, and that'd be yeah, something you'd be ready to come to fist Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're know, you know, ready. But well, the
4: weird thing is is I married a girl who went to uh Mississippi State. So Well, how do y'all do that <laughs> without killing one another? Well, I've Did turned you... her I've turned her in kind of an old miss fan. Okay, now, so.
3: all right. All
1: right. <laughs> well, she well, that be... allegiance
3: must, must not been that strong to begin exactly. with.
1: Exactly. Well you, you know, uh Adam being originally from Make it well, first of all, let me just you cut that part, Tug. Hey, uh Adam uh Tug's son is actually a highly rated one of the top prospects in high school baseball here in Georgia. And I know Ole Miss is a great program, Mm -hmm. and you're a huge fan. So I'm thinking – you need to help us because yeah. he's going over there. Maybe we need I'll to meet
4: some coaches. To, talk to old co- Coach B for him. No, yeah, well, anything you
3: can do, we'd certainly be appreciative. No doubt about it. Where is he leaning towards? Uh you know what? We're at. he's ju- he's this is his junior year, so this is when all of this stuff. But uh, he's been talking to Florida Atlantic and uh, down in Boca Raton, which is where uh, y'all's coach came from, as a matter of yeah. fact, yeah. with uh, Lane Kiffin. That's mm-hmm. his last stop before he went to That's Ole right. Miss, and then. Um, he got a call from a uh, a coach at uh, Towson University which is outside of Baltimore. D1 smaller D1 mm-hmm. but uh, about to, I think 22,000 kids. John Sherholes, the uh former president of the Atlanta Braves was a a graduate a graduate wow. of Towson. So uh we'll see how it turns out. That's, Sounds that's like c-
4: you got an exciting uh, couple of years coming up. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see, man.
3: We just want it. we just want him to have fun and uh it, it's funny, I, he's He's putting a lot of pressure on himself right now. Like typically, man, he goes out and just plays ball and it's yeah. and it's and now he, he's got to that point where he knows recruiting is kind of starts mm-hmm. this year and you know, and um and so he's put a little additional pressure on himself that he that he shouldn't have and he's finally kinda of working through that yeah. early in the season. They're I think about, if they
4: try to just do their best to just play loose and have fun and try to forget about who's in the stands. That's exactly be, right. But, but I know that's uh, a lot. it's easier, easier
3: said than done. Enough. No doubt about it. But uh, yeah, so he's been pressing a little bit. But uh, hopefully, but Adam, I want to make this deal right now. If,
1: if you can, uh, if you can, uh, Adam, if you can make it happen and you can get the Ole Miss uh, guys to sign. <laughs> Some we're gonna. Funny, I'm gonna I promise you that. right now. We're gonna get you season tickets to Ole Miss baseball. All all right. Right. let's make the deal. <laughs> Something tells me I already has those. I'll so. take
4: season tickets to the Braves. There you oh, go. Well, we'll, there I you don't go. know.
1: Okay, we'll work on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That might be a recruiting violation. There I don't go. know if we can do all that. <laughs> but, uh, but Adam, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Being originally from Macon, uh, are you kind of excited to take this documentary photo of Dwayne Allman's guitar and the Braves' 21 am, World Series trophy?
4: When we talked about it, uh, you, uh i was trying to kind of get my head around it and then i started thinking about it for a little while and uh it's gonna be a cool shot yeah definitely uh the, the trophy with the guitar to yeah. icons and uh it's it's gonna be amazing and especially we got uh, a little bit of access to the uh field which i will have my that'll be the first time i've have my uh size 10.5 uh shoes down on that field but so. it's a good feeling
3: it's nice to be down there anytime you can be it's exactly. nice to be down there he's telling
1: us his shoe size he wants us to throw that in this deal we're making for go. Ole Miss all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you, you you for for <laughs> yeah, to get a Nike this deal my first roadie, seriously it's like a,
3: like we're working NIL deals in here <laughs> <laughs> well thanks
1: for being here we're going to let you take some photos right. while we talk to Richard about the big house and Almond brothers and all that type
3: of thing and uh so go ahead talking all right uh let's see where did you okay here we go um well i think is well, it not you there in the beginning yeah i'll do
1: it okay so turning to richard brent man uh how long
2: have you been with the big house museum and uh how did you become involved <laughs> well it's uh you know i i refer to myself as the luckiest guy on earth sometimes and uh but uh i i've been there about 10 years now and um I started there as a volunteer when they first opened. Uh, they opened in December of '09. I got there. Uh, I took my first trip to the museum as a visitor in, in 2010, and I signed up to be a volunteer. Um, eventually, I got the call, and then uh, you know, uh, then uh, within probably three months of volunteering, you know, they offered me a gig, and 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 I said yes, and you know, thankfully I was able to do so, and you know i was at a point in my life where i could do that and uh and so you know now i'm the director so i started out as a volunteer and now you know now, I'm now the that's, director. that's
3: the uh, the progression you like to see right there man yeah
2: you know it's, it's it's a small you know small deal we only have three employees um you know but uh we we rely heavily on our volunteers our wonderful volunteers and and uh you know so it's it's a it's a great place um, for anybody that's been there you know when as soon as you walk in the door or get on the grounds it's an instant vibe you know and it's just it's just a great thing you know
3: what were you doing before you started volunteering and then ultimately became the director of the big house?
2: Well, I had a dream of a lifetime I'm mean, a job of a lifetime and I was a, a project manager for a construction outfit absolutely
3: <laughs> man I, I can't imagine wanting to do anything else it's, yeah. it's hard to believe you would give that up. <laughs> To go be the director. Yeah, trade in a hard hat for
2: listening to getting paid to listen to music all day I'm and go to concerts you. and stuff and then you know, and ultimately that's what how Scott and I met, <laughs> you know. But uh, but no, the company I work for, um, it's kind of a joke, you know, because uh basically I made potato chips for a living. Our company installed uh, uh, installation lines and production and uh, packaging equipment for uh lay So Okay. All right. Yeah. Well
3: what's what's the now that you're in the big house and now that you're you're rocking the Almond Brothers band. Oh you know, yeah. polo. Always. I mean, that makes it official right there. Yeah, that's it, man. What is the goal in your mind? What is the goal for the Big House Museum? World dominance. I love that. Look, <laughs> like it's almost like college football, man. That's World dominance. Right. I World mean, it's dominant. not. It's not much to ask.
2: Yeah, no. We, you know, it's uh, with um, you know a store classic rock band like the Allman Brothers. You know, now we're in this this uh, up and coming generations that that really don't know a lot about music or they how they uh uh receive their music is is different to what we are used to going to stores and buying you know vinyls making a comeback but you know when we were growing up yeah. it's completely different yeah, and, for uh, sure. so you know that that's the the real thing is uh you know just 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 keeping it out there keeping Dwayne's name and Greg the whole band Almond Brothers everybody involved with it keeping them relevant and uh, and just letting their story shine for generations to come so Richard, tell us about this uh, this amazing guitar you brought with you today. It's a uh,
1: it's really a, a sight to see, and uh, I'm so glad Adams here to take pictures of it, and we'll get all
2: those out for everybody to check out. But uh, tell tell us about the history of this guitar and, and what it means. Oh man, this is uh, I mean, just looking at it, it just it just has its own kind of aura about it, and uh, sometimes when I open the case, I tell people, you know, remember those old. Uh, 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 Oh damn. Uh the movie with uh Harrison Ford in it. <laughs> oh uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, yes, yeah, thank yeah. you. There <laughs> you go. It was like like an Indiana Jones movie, like you see uh when they open a chest and it's just this glow. Yeah. It's kinda oh, you know, it does kinda like that, that with, with with this. But um yeah, so uh Dwayne used this guitar. Um the first time he used it was uh out at Muscle Shoals on the Bosgag's loan Me a Dime uh solo. So wow. um if you're familiar with that song Of and, course that solo just mesmerizes you and so this was the first time he used that guitar and uh but he would use it on the first two brothers records which is you know self-titled uh then Out of Wild South and then of course he would use it on um as a member of Derek and the Dominoes, he would use it uh to record that album with Eric Clapton and the guys and so it's known as the Layla guitar. Yeah. Yeah, so Well, it, uh, it,
3: which is unbelievable in and of itself, I mean, because that uh th- those guitar riffs from that from that song are I mean, not that anything that he touched wasn't legendary, but that I mean, it's that's even next level, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like a, a worldwide. I mean, I, I just when I think of Eric Clapton, that's the first thing I think of is those guitar riffs.
2: Yeah, sure, man, and you know, and that that album really wasn't happening for for Eric, you know, until Dwayne got involved, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, it was, uh, you know, and kind of how that happened was is that uh tom dowd was the producer and he was working on out south and he got a call from the record label saying hey you know eric's put together this new project needs you down in miami and so they pulled tom to do that and uh Dwayne's like well look you know we got a we've got a gig down there coming up i'd love to stop by the studio and tom said well i'm sure it'll be fine just call the studio when you get there and he did and uh you know and and so um uh, Tom Dowd asked Eric, you know, hey, the Allman Brothers in town, you, you know, Dwayne wants to come by and he's like, oh, you mean this guy? And he hit the uh, Hey Jude lick yeah. uh the Wilson Pickett version, which yeah. that was Dwayne Allman and that's really what kick his career. Uh, and that's still today Eric Clapton's favorite guitar solo. That's amazing. So he played that lick and, and they went to the show and kind of surprised the brothers, you know. Uh, there's a story where Dwayne's in mid-solo and, and, the, and the whole Domino, um, Eric and the Dominoes had, had, had snuck in. They were all sitting down in the front row against some hay bales, you know, and yeah. and uh Dwayne's in mid solo. and he looks down and there's Eric just staring at him, you know, and he just locks up and, you know, Dickie Betts comes over to see what the problem is and he sees Eric and he does the same thing. <laughs> <you> know, <so laughs> then they get it together, then they went back to the studio that night and they just you know, um they just jammed for the rest of the night. But man. such a mutual
3: respect though. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, but what but between just legendary artists that are that are you know, iconic beyond anything that you can possibly think of today. They just don't make icons like that anymore.
2: Exactly. You know, I was having a conversation with Charlie Starr a while back. You know, there's, there's only there's no, um, I guess Slash is the only real kind of like guitar guitar hero that right. you can kind of pinpoint at this point. You know, and then there's there's hundreds if not you know thousands of great players out there, and I'm sure. not saying that, but it's just. Well, but you but know, it's just something. Yeah, exactly. You know, like the Keith Richards and yeah. the Eric Claptons and the Dwayne Almonds. You know, it just seemed like that moment in time was like there was just there they were, and you know, and you still have a few, and obviously they're aging, and then some obviously are already gone, and but yeah, it's just not a, it's just not a. It's a pretty grim picture for like uh, guitar uh, heroes looking into the future. You know? Yeah, it so, is. so it'll be interesting to see who comes along. And you still have people like like you know you got the Marcus Kings who I think is wonderful. Younger people like that are coming along, and so we'll see what they do. You know. We're
1: talking with Richard Brent, the director and curator of the Almond Brothers Big House Museum. Check out thebighousemuseum.com for more information. It's a great place to visit. Thebighousemuseum.com. Richard, I know that you take this guitar to certain players that you feel like are world-class players and you uh, kind of give them the opportunity to play it live in concert at their at their show, maybe in the encore or something special like that. And I know firsthand that it was a really big deal for Charlie Starr of of, Black, of Blackberry Smoke when uh, when you did bring it for him to, to play one time. I mean, uh, not everybody saw this, but on the bus, he was he was pretty jacked about that. He was excited that he was going to yeah. play it. And it was a big moment for the band, too. And um, and I just wanted to know, uh, you know, how did you come up with that idea and what are some of the other, who are some of the other
2: guitarists uh, that you've, uh, you know, given the chance to play this guitar? <laughs> wow. It's a long list. Uh, I kind of get caught up in it after a while. But uh, so the, uh, back to, you know, the gentleman who found the guitar and and, and had it refinished and, and resurrected, Scott Lamar, when he loaned it to us, he uh, he had this idea um that uh, you know, he wanted some of his heroes to play the guitar, so kind of got tasked with that, you know, and uh, and was able to do it. Like I know, um, I remember, like he wanted Billy Gibbons to play it, he wanted Vince Gill to play it, you know, people like that, and so we were able to make that happen. And then it just kind of turned into a unique way to, okay, you know, how are we gonna, how are we gonna keep the museum out in the forefront in the limelight you know however you want to say it so it just really became a a unique way to market the museum and but at the same time um show respect to people that we thought that that Dwayne would appreciate and uh certainly may have jammed with you know had his life lasted longer than 24 short years you know so um that's kind of how it all started um you know uh as far as people have played it, I mean, I mean, I've taken it to like Chris Stapleton, uh, oh, wow. the guys at Metallica have checked it out, um, you know, the Blackberry Smoke guys, Marcus King's played it, uh, you know, some of the people in the Greg Allman band, like Scott Sherrod, uh people that like that, um, of course, Warren Haynes, Derek Trucks, yeah, you know, they've they've played it uh, a bunch. Um, and,
1: and you got it to the folks that uh, the owner wanted. Uh, the yes. Billy, Billy Gibbons, yeah, Billy and, uh, Gibbons. Yes. Vince, yes. Vince Gill
2: played it, I believe. Oh yeah, Vince has played it a couple of times. He's and, quite a picker. Uh, yeah, Vince went on record saying it changed his life, and to this day, I mean, he'll he'll about tear up talking about it. I mean, it's it's just hands down his favorite guitar. And um, hey, man, I always wanted to ask you. I was curious when those
4: people play that guitar and they get off stage. I know they're going to be complimentary of it and everything, but wh- how do they do they? You ever get any insight on like? How it plays these oh, days, yeah. what it feels like.
2: Yeah, yeah. They, it's uh, you know, they'll tell you a point Blake. It's, it's uh, some of them say it's the greatest guitar they've ever played. Some of them wow. just tell you it just, it just takes it, it just consumes you. You know, you get lost in it. Um, basically, you get to watch some of the greatest musicians on the planet who do this, do what they do nightly. You know, day in and day out. But then all of a sudden, they get something like this in their hand, and while they're playing. It, it just opens up to them and they remember why they play music again and they just really just, they become a fan again, you know, and they start playing the licks and, and then they start playing and, and it just really, it, you know, it just, it just consumes them, you know, and so they get lost in the music and it's a great thing to see and I I've, I've it it brings the best out of them. It's that's a great amazing. it's a great yeah, it way does. to keep the spirit the, the live
1: spirit of the Alman Brothers alive. I, I, I'm really glad you do that, man. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah,
3: cool. I, I want to go back to that Vince Gill story though, mm. because I've worked country radio for the last twenty years and mm. still do, and and Vince Gill being you know a, a, an icon in country music and, and has you know he's lately been touring with the Eagles and I mean he's wide respect across a uh, uh, just a, a swath of different type of artists. He said he said it changed his life did he describe to you why what what was it uh, how it changed his life what 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 tell me about that
2: <laughs> if you can i don't even know if you can well i think it's just a it's a personal thing with with you and the instrument you know i don't know if you play or not but i do not okay well it's it's you know you're bonding with it you know and it, it's something special that happens inside i mean these you know uh, what makes a musician great is that um uh, how they're able to hold a piece of wood in their hand and 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 channel this energy that they they're putting it in there, and eventually it comes out through a speaker and an amplifier. But it's all coming out of their fingertips. So and everybody's different, and so yeah, for him, you know, um, and not to mention his, he probably has the best tone on the planet. If you go a Vince Gill concert, I mean, listen to him I've play. To uh, yeah, the the um, you know Phil Bradbury makes the little Walter amps he uses, and and. And Vince just has a a magical way that the the tone is just incredible. He can sing pretty well, too.
3: This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912 604 0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country, also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's.
0: This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
1: The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1, smoked high in the air. Deep center field and heading for the horizon. A
0: home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680, the fan app.
1: So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. He can sing pretty well, too.
3: Yeah, he does all right. He does does all right. right. He does all right. right. I mean, all right.
2: Yeah, I kid. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. You're exactly right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of like all I can attribute it to is just like, you know, how, how he bonded with the instrument in a special way that that's was cool. just very magical and moving to him um, spiritually.
3: Yeah. Is there anybody you'd like to see that hasn't played this that you think would be a good fit? Uh, John Mayer comes to mind. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but he's, he's kind of a, one of those guys that I feel like kind of lives through the instrument a little bit
2: yeah you know maybe a solo thing in dead and company it's it's kind of a too big of a guitar for that sound sure you know i mean um i mean i know he could do it um yeah. you know an otill plays in that band who was in the allman brothers bass player yeah and um so yeah i mean if they ever wanted to i'm 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 sure that we wouldn't have a problem with it yeah uh, but you know um Hell to be honest, I'd love to see Billy Strings touch it. Yeah, you know, man. he's a great player. I mean, he's you know, what he's doing these days and the style of music he's doing and, and um but yeah, you know, um so you don't really have, like, a wish list a, yeah. or, like, a, a
1: top five that you're trying to get to. You're, you're more, like, feeling it out as you go, keeping it organic. When it makes
2: sense. When uh, it makes sense. Yeah, it's, that's basically what it boils down to. It makes sense. And, then and, you know, a long time ago, yeah, I probably did have a wish list, you know, of just, you know, when, when – everything was firing on all cylinders so because the guitar sold a couple of years ago so there's a new owner of it so okay. we don't we don't have the guitar all the time like Got we it. used to so it's Got a little it. different now has uh luther dickinson
4: ever put his paws? Oh, on yeah,
2: it yeah 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 <laughs> luther's played it the bunch. yeah i mean i'm taking it you know the black crows have played it uh yeah dude i'm 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 telling you i'm leaving out probably 60 people that i've, I've taken this thing to, and it's just you know I, at home i I had a list documented, because I'd, I'd write it at, at at one point, it was just happening, just coming in a flurry. Mm-hmm. and it, Or, you know, people would just stop by the museum. You know, a lot of bands, um, people don't understand how a band's life is out on the road, but, you know, uh, the, the driver can only drive so, so many hours, so a lot of times, you know, there's a layover, and they lay over and make him, you know, and the bus driver's sleeping, the guy's aboard on a bus if they don't have a hotel room, so they... Wander. Just venture out, yeah. So, you know, they find a way to the big house. Um,
3: Richard Brent is the director and curator of the Almond Brothers Big House Museum, and you can find them on the web at thebighousemuseum.com. dot com. Would you explain the story of the Almond Brothers band for anybody listening who doesn't really understand the the entirety, the full scope of what that band
2: is and and how important they are? Yeah. So you know. The birthday of the Almond Brothers is March 26, uh, nineteen sixty nine. That's the official birthday of the band. And uh you know, they're they're you know, Dwayne Allman had a vision and his vision would ultimately become, you know, southern rock. Um and all that is is just the influence of, of all genres of music, you know, country, jazz, R and B, traditional blues and rock and roll, you know, and uh so they were able to create this this new sound and um they really just kind of took the country by storm you know it, it, it was it was tough in the beginning uh but you know they 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 saw things a little bit different you know they were a bunch of you know, long-haired you know hippies and and they had a black guy in the band you know jamo and so they were you know the first interracial rock and roll southern kind of band there was and and you know they the world saw things differently but they didn't and they were trying to change all that because they were just getting lost in this magical music you know and and so the band formed in Jacksonville Florida but uh Dwayne was signed to a recording contract while being a session player in Muscle Shoals Alabama and so once he had the band together that's how they ended up in Macon and they love Macon so much they just they ended up just referring to Macon as their home um and and it was tough in the early days for them you know they were the first long hairs in making they caught a lot of flack for that and so they'd go hide out in the cemetery you know where they could catch you know uh, find peace and they would write songs in rose hill cemetery you know and and that's the tie-in there you know and uh um you know but they were just able to create this magical music and and change the world with it and all the while they were were uh you know changing society and 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 just saying you know um uh, just you know we could be better you know yeah and they proved it yeah and they and you know and that's why the big house is there you know uh exist and and you know even though the band uh is no longer touring uh there's only two original members left which is jamo and dickie betts um all the other guys have passed on but um the legacy is, is alive and strong, and, and, and that's what the Big House does, is uh, just keeps it going. Or, as we like to say, the road goes on forever. So,
1: And Richard Brandt, I know that the Almond Brothers were, of course, the principal architects of what we know as Southern rock now. Uh, but they incorporated elements of blues, jazz, and country music, uh, and even have like a jam band style thing now that they did. And... uh a lot of people know about the blues influences, but what were some of the major jazz and country influences that, uh, that well, the Allman Brothers had?
2: Jamo, you know, J-Mo was the the major jazz influence, um, and he turned the whole band on the jazz, and 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 that just Dwayne Allman just kind of started wrapping his brain around it, and changed his his life in in, in a lot of ways but uh, certainly Coltrane um, and Miles Davis were huge influences on the guys Uh, especially Dwayne I think with Coltrane is all my favorite things was one of his favorites along with uh, Miles Davis's um, all blues now as far as the country uh, you know Dickie Betts was the country influence there I I think I don't know um, he brought a he brought that influence into the band but but you know later on they certainly became uh like charlie daniels was a huge mentor to the guys even you know um and people like that um you know billy joe shaver um you know guys like that were were you know i guess uh uh influences, influences yeah. yeah and to agree uh so yeah um you know, but they were just... Uh,
3: Waylon Willie. did they work in that? Any in Johnny Cash working there? You know,
2: all? I, I'm I'm sure they did, but, you know, you don't really hear the guys talk about it that much. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, you know, Dicky was the main one. It, you know, um, it's kind of why, you know, thinking about how country music, where country music went from and what it became, um, because when the Brothers and Sisters album came out, it was just kind of like, it was like the world just kind of lined up to where everything was... You know, the alma Brothers didn't set out to make a country record. Of you know, we don't consider it a country record. But Rambler. Right. But you know, it's you know, it's a blues record, but then, you know, but here's Rambler Man on that record. You know, yeah. where does Rambler Man come from and all of a sudden, you know, it's the number two song in all of America and and but it's today Highly regarded as a country song, yeah. You know, no I mean, to some it. degree, you could call Midnight Rider a country song. Oh my song, gosh, yeah. you know? Absolutely. I mean, they kind of
1: took all the southern musics and put them together, and they put all the southern people together, and they mm. and they just kind of made this this quilt, if right. you will. And it, it's really a beautiful thing.
2: And I will say that at Field East, that's what set the band's career on uh, on fire and put them on top of the world. But uh, you know that today is still regarded as the greatest live record ever ever made so um really stands the test of time so if anyone's never listening to never heard it all my brothers band at Fillmore east do yourselves a favor (laughs) go get it go listen to it wherever you however however, stream it whatever whatever. (laughs) it takes no i'm with
3: you so we're talking about the obviously the les paul which is so important to the museum and when it when it's there what are some of the other really interesting artifacts that you've got at the big house museum
2: Oh, everything man Um, we've got everything from amplifiers to uh, clothing contracts, receipts handwritten letters uh, just personal items you know and uh, so the whole museum uh, it's a 6,000 square foot Tudor style mansion and so every room is just loaded down with, with memorabilia and the great part about the museum is downstairs. It's like wall to wall memorabilia. But when you get upstairs, the bedrooms are decorated to how you know as original as possible, but set up how they were when each person you know, because Greg and Dwayne lived in the house for the first four or five months, um and then of course the Oakleys lived there too. It was kind of always the Oakley house. Now they only rented the house, but but Linda Oakley, wife of Barry the basis, she's the one who found the house and rented it and. Called it the big house because it was simply the largest house she'd ever seen. And right. So, but yeah, it's great. So, you know, you're kind of getting um, the, the vibe of all the memorabilia and stuff. But then once you get upstairs, you kind of get the vibe of it being a home, too. Right. You know? so That's fascinating. It, yeah, it's a great setup.
1: It's, you've really preserved history there. And, and I know that, uh, I think, well, I heard that Kirk West, the Allman Brothers' legendary road manager, lived in the big house for quite a few years and that he even led uh, Warren Haynes, who was with the Allman Brothers, mm-hmm. of course, when he started Government Mule, uh, that Haynes and the guys stayed there, or lived there, really, uh, when they were just getting started in the 90s. Is that is that true?
2: That is. It's very true. Uh, so Hayne, uh, Kirk and his wife, Kirsten, purchased the uh, big house uh, in 1992 and 93, and they lived there. He lived there while uh, working for the Allman Brothers band. Um, he first photographed them in 1974, you know hit it off with them stayed in touch and then um when the dreams box set came out in 89 uh, um that's kind of got the the boys back together and they took one out on the road with it and so kirk went along and uh but he ended up buying the big house and uh <clears throat> and that's kind of what's what planned to see for it to be a museum is that while working for the band he he was collecting memorabilia out on the road from fans or whomever, and just, just, you know, people would gift him stuff, and and he would set it all up in the front room of the house, and fans would come by and start ringing the doorbell wanting to just talk about the stuff, and that's what planned to see for the museum, but yes. Uh, when Warren Haynes and Alan Woody wanted to take a break from the Allman Brothers, they wanted to do something more in the style of a classic rock, kind of Led Zeppelin feel or something a little bit heavier than what the Allman Brothers were doing. They came to Macon, uh, lived at the Big House of Kirk for uh, the first 10 days, wrote a batch of songs, Haynes slept in Dwayne, what was Dwayne's bedroom, and uh, they started gigging right downtown at Liz Reed's Music Hall, and um, then Government Mule's off and running. You know, uh, and I know Kirk West, you, you
1: mentioned his photography work, and I know Adam's a fan of his. He has a gallery down there in Macon. When people go to visit uh, Macon, does. they come to the Big House Museum. They can also go over to... Uh, gallery west right gallery and it's uh, gallerywestmacon.com if you want to check his work out it's good yeah. stuff isn't oh, it oh
4: it's real nice uh kirk and i have been friends for years on end and kirk uh geez i guess it's been five six years or more uh called me and we had a show together down there during one of the first fridays so kirk and i have known each other for years on end and have a big mutual respect for each other's work
2: Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a great guy. If you get a chance to meet him, and uh, he shot everybody, man, it's 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 pretty. You know, Tom, I look at him and just say, "I hate you." (laughs) When you look at some of the shots and what he did, dude, he's seen it it all. He's seen it all. Hey,
1: another member of the Almond Brothers, uh, uh, Mr. Truck's son, Derek. Derek Trucks. uh, I know he's probably the biggest Braves fan in the Almond Brothers family, isn't that right?
2: That is very correct. Yes. Does he
1: have a, a collection? Uh, is he a collector of memorabilia of the Braves, or is he? What well, tell us about his fandom of the of the Braves?
2: Oh, he's a huge fan. I mean, you can see clips of him on YouTube at you know the age of ten on stage with the band, and he's wearing his Atlanta Braves hat. Animals you know. <laughs> so you can braves see him up right that's what you got there yeah to do. yeah that's so what it, the
3: good lord calls you to do
2: that's right so his whole life he's he's you know been uh a braves fan and uh you know i, I don't know what uh kind of you know collection he's got memorabilia wise but i'm sure he has plenty and i'm you know i'm sure he's been given you know gifted a lot of stuff throughout the years out on the road and especially when they make stops here in atlanta yeah know.
1: we, we got to talk to we got to talk to uh we got to talk to Derek trucks and see if we can
2: get him to come in on the show and. Well, the Wheel the Wheels of Souls tour will be rolling through. They got two nights in Atlanta. Okay. Um, coming up here pretty soon. So. All right. Well, yeah. maybe
3: bring them up here for
1: us. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
3: Uh, no sure. doubt about it. We're talking with uh, Richard Brent, he's the director and curator of the Allman Brothers Big House Museum on the web at thebighousemuseum.com. You knew Greg Allman personally, which is uh, I, I think a lot of people would you know be delighted to be able to to say that. Yeah. What is it about Greg that you think people
2: should know just as a person not even the musician just the guy? Uh just man really Greg was a <laughs> he was a sweetheart man but he was extremely funny. Um really low key um you know he, he didn't really have a loud voice speaking voice right you know so you had to listen closely but i mean he was absolutely hilarious you that's know, he awesome would, he would crack you up with the things he'd say and yeah, you know, and you had was, to be paying attention to get it too right He yeah. would just slip it in you yeah. don't even know it's coming And it was hard for me because you know uh i've been around a lot of amplifiers and speakers right. all the time and so there's a whole lot of huh, huh? Yeah. or if i'm in a, a restaurant environment somebody's talking i have to kind of Turn my ear a certain way sometimes, just to you know, uh, uh, that's uh, uh part of uh, part of having f- the casualty of having fun, I guess. But uh, I reckon so. But no, yeah, no, he was extremely hilarious, almost to the point borderline com- you know, uh, comedian. You he's know, comedian. He's doing stand-up sessions out in the yeah. bus and stuff. You know, <laughs> he's just
0: just
3: getting himself ready. That's which is which is so awesome, and I think that's probably a side that most
2: people wouldn't go i bet he's really funny well i yeah but i'll tell you i mean he he would show up if the if he had too much time on his hands and he'd sit at home like more than two weeks like he'd have to do something and so i know three times he drove uh from richmond hills uh, outside of savannah he drove to macon and just walked in the museum oh wow yeah no heads up no nothing and just
3: the, how are y'all doing how's your mom the third
2: the third time it happened i was like hey bro like can we get a phone call next yeah, time <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, <laughs> just just a five minute heads yeah. up yeah that way we, we can prepare and 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 you know folks you know
3: probably have meltdowns you know yeah, when oh, something yeah. like that yeah. well, hang on a minute yeah. let me get pictures let me get autographs you know and all that sort of stuff
1: and i guess now that uh greg allman's passed away um and uh the whole i guess the band's never going to tour again of course and uh it takes, a, it takes a whole new meaning for the museum. Like, you have a new role now. You are, like, the holder of the flame in a way. Like, you've got to keep, you're the, you're where people, if they want to experience the Almond
2: Brothers, they need to come to Macon, Georgia, and, and visit you at the big house. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and that was, a lot of people were worried about the museum when the band stopped, but, you know, I always told them it was quite the opposite. I said, that's when the museum's going to thrive, and that's, just the way it should be. Oh, it's like Graceland, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're just better, you know. That's <laughs> right. You got to no, convince but, me. Uh, but no, I mean, certainly, like if you go to a Tedesky Trucks band show or a Warren Haynes solo or Government Mule show, um, you know, those guys always give a nod to the band. I promise you there'll be an Allman Brothers song in their set list every night. Um, and then just, you know, March 10th of 2020 was the ultimate tribute, um, you know, what was called The Brothers. It was the remaining... Members of the band along with J Mo. um, And it had, um, you know, obviously Derek Trucks and Warren and uh, Keonis and uh, Dwayne Trucks. And then there was this guy, Reese Winings, uh, who a lot of people might not be familiar with, but Reese Winings was a part of the original jam that took place in Jacksonville in 1969. Now, Reese would go on to play with. uh, Steve Ray Vaughan at double trouble got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Seems like as a he did all right. Yeah, and he still he plays with <laughs> Joe Bonamassa today. Yeah, but right. they put together you know a one time show called The Brothers. We sold out Madison Square Garden, um, and this was literally the day before COVID hit. And uh, and so to sell out Madison Square Garden and it was like the ultimate send off. You know, yeah. f- to that for that band uh, was pretty incredible. Um, you know, I just hated that. Uh, I know a lot of people probably got sick in the room that night, um, you know, and I hope everybody you know, came out of it okay. But um, you know, then the next day the world literally stopped. Uh, so for two years of doing nothing, at least I had that memory of just. And it was yeah. tr- truly the greatest oh show I ever saw live. I mean, it was they they just came out and crushed it all night long.
3: Iconic artists, iconic music, iconic venue. I mean, it's it's it's, oh, it's yeah. like it's like a rock and roll royalty written all over it.
2: Yep, yep. So.
1: And now you've been doing some uh, exhibits on the road. I know you um, you took on to – and now you've been doing some exhibits on the road. I know you took the uh, Spirit of the South tour and uh, took an exhibit out with those guys. Tell us about that tour. How did that go? Who was on it and what did you do for them?
2: Uh, that was uh, – you know, Blackberry Smoke was the headliner. Uh, they had All My Best Band and um, the Wild Feathers. And, uh, you know, Blackberry um, – they were kind enough to uh invite us along um uh, so i I had these road cases made up and my role was at every venue i would go out and set the road cases up on the concourses and uh, just basically set up a traveling museum and uh so i just got to sit up there and talk to people the fans all night long and talk about the museum or talk about the band or anything they want to talk about really and uh, you know, it worked out really well. Um, we were, you know, glad we were able to do that and uh, hopefully we'll get to do it again at at some point. And uh, who tell us about the Almond Betts band. Who who's in that band? Uh well you got some of the offspring of from the uh original band. So you have Devin Almond, uh, who was uh Greg's son and then Dwayne Betts, who was Dickie's son, and then you had Barry Oakley Junior on bass. And uh so yeah, those guys uh as Great band of musicians, man. Um, John Guinea on B3 and Johnny Stachler, another guitarist that, that played Slide. and But uh, just an amazing band. Um, I know they're getting ready to kind of take a break so they can do their own thing now for a little bit, but they'll, they'll be getting back together, um, you know. I think in December, I, I, if I just had – I'm just taking a guess at it here, but they, they've been doing what they call the Almond Betts Revival Shows, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a celebration of – uh you know, it happens on Greg's birthday, which is December eighth is kinda when it kicks off. And uh this year they had like nineteen shows booked, which was huge, is which started out as one show, the next year was three shows and then it's nineteen shows. So it's a lot of interest in it. So they'll probably get together in December and do the all my best thing again. And that's one of those things that everybody wants to see. Everybody
3: wanted to see the Beatles kids yeah. reform and, and, and play same with so many other bands and and the fact that they did that is that's super cool because that's something that i i think people genuinely like and want to see and 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 there is a there's a desire for it you know and there's a there's yeah. a there's a need for it and there's a whole for it and clearly they've been very successful doing it just by giving people what they want
2: that's right Amazing. Yeah, and they invite special guests out as kind of surprises along with it that kind of makes it a little more you know that much more oh, yeah. exciting that's so and, cool. uh, but i'll tell you dwayne best so i mean not not calling him out over the others, but but Dwayne Betts, you know, he's a spitting image of his dad. It's, oh, wow. it's, it's scary, to be honest. I mean, you could take a a 23-year-old Dickie Betts and put it against Dwayne now, and they could be darn near twins. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's gracious. crazy. Well, it's,
1: it's the family goes on forever, and the road goes on forever. And uh, I wondered – are there any uh, other interesting music events or tours coming up for you and the Big House Museum in the in the near future that you can tell uh, us about? Or?
2: Uh, we're just starting to uh, kind of get things going here. You know, now um, it kind of looks like, uh, I know COVID, the pandemic's not over, but I, it's certainly... It's has close, f- close enough. Yeah, I'm give out with it. It's got the feel that people are ready to move on with it. So uh, we actually have our first show in the yard and um, for the first time in two years coming up uh, on Friday with a local band called Parts and Labor that that are real popular and uh, so we're excited about that. And uh, yeah, we'll just kind of take it from there. You know, we started you know some uh, projects during COVID. Uh, we we acquired some more properties next to the museum, so we're we're really concentrating on expanding our blueprint um and uh you know create a, a a better environment for show situations or just event you know any kind of event whether it's a a, a wedding or whatever so we do a lot of stuff out in the yard and then, so we're you know we're, we're focused in on that and getting that wrapped up and uh so yeah we'll, uh, we'll just see what happens director and curator of the Almond brothers big house
3: museum you can find them online at the big house Museum. Dot com, and we're talking with Richard Prince. So if folks were to come down to the museum and maybe even come to one of the live shows that you're talking about, what would be some of the restaurants in Macon that they should eat that the Almond Brothers were known to eat in and some of the uh, the favorite spots that are there in, yeah, in, in I mean, Almond? <laughs>
2: There's only one, man, H&H. It's a famous old meet and threes right down the street from the uh, the big house. But uh now downtown Macon is is thr- is, is really thriving and uh, there's a lot of great restaurants and and breweries and all kinds of cool places downtown to eat at but but for sure you got to hit the h and h get some of that good fried chicken collard greens some mac and cheese son and making me hungry right
3: now Some bread dude ain't nothing you just, you just absolutely listed my favorite meal
2: on yeah. planet earth right there
3: that is that sounds like dalton georgia to me
2: they got hot born rain. they got hot sauce too yes sir
3: which makes it that much better goodness gracious it is so awesome that you took the time to uh, come in here to the Braves Radio Network and the Braves Country Podcast and obviously bringing in a, a historical guitars, beautiful to see. So, um, you know, we'll go make some more history, watch Adam Smith uh, take some photographs of Dwayne Allman's guitar with the Braves 2021 World Series Trophy. Thanks so much, Brent, director of the Allman Brothers Museum at the Big House. Again, it is thebighousemuseum.com. And, uh, of course, thanks again
1: to Adam Smith. Uh, music and documentary photographer and his website is adamsmithphotography.com so uh thanks for being here guys thank appreciate for you coming into the oh and gosh. let's go
3: document some
1: southern history
3: absolutely wow. nice. man, i'm excited for this hang on man i'm gonna flip on my uh, little apple music and uh, knock out some almond brothers as we way that, that's a great idea <laughs> <All right. laughs> go thanks guys thank you That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country, also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar. Best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994. Located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue, Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's.
1: The Braves Country Podcast supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherdsmen. Check out the warrioralliance.com and shepherdsmen.com for more info, resources, and how to get involved. That's the and the shepherdsmen.com. The Braves Country Podcast would like to thank all of our veterans.
0: This morning in the Atlanta Airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch.